Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The following is a fourth-hand production. 3D podcast. I'm your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we we package it up in a nice tiny little box, and we write the little address on there, and then ship it off just for you with no return address, like a dick. And on today's episode, we look at season one, episode 25, entitled Lost Locket found locket if you haven't watched the episode please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing you don't have to but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do uh the birdie bunch is available to stream on amazon prime cbs all access and hulu uh, my guest today is a podcaster a filmmaker a photographer and this is his sixth appearance on this very show i once again welcome back for the last time as a guest Jimmy Klein, welcome. Woohoo! How's it going? Hiya, hiya, hiya. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. So, what, what, you know, like, what you doing? Um, watching the Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh no way! I am. Which episode? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm watching um, uh, Lost Locket, Found Locket. That's the one. Let's talk about that. That's such well, a weird a thing that we're both happen to be watching the same thing. It's almost like <laughs> yeah. it was planned. Right. <laughs> so I, I and this is your sixth time on the show. Yes. Um, so look out, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, and Justin Timberlake. Um, but I introduced you as this is the last time as you being a guest. So. Yeah, you said I'm not allowed to be on it anymore. <laughs> for those of you who did not listen to the bonus episode a shame very bonus you. episode shame on you for one thing two uh this is the last episode of the season one so we're going to take a little hiatus a little short hiatus and then we'll be back ready to go with season two and jimmy klein is going to be welcome to the show as a co-host 
Just Ooh. me and him are going to take it on this bunch, and we're going to be breaking it down together. Heck, yeah, break it down. Bobby B, break it down. <laughs> Bobby B. <laughs> that stands Bobby Brady. Bobby Brady. That's awesome. Whoa. Heck, yeah. Hey, maybe maybe that's what he meant this whole that time. That probably is, yeah. Huh. huh. Interesting. That is weird. But, yeah. Oh, say, okay. So, um, I really don't feel like we need to go through these questions again as usual, unless <laughs> there's something you want to talk about, you know, or, I mean, we're going to go more into it on season two, episode one, more about you and like your history, not with the Brady Bunch, but like your oh, yeah, yeah. podcasting history and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Introduce yeah, yeah. you for real to the audience. For realsies? And, you know. For realsies, yeah. The, the few episodes that's that's aired um, since I've been on it, uh, one was uh, Mrs. Potts. <laughs> I just like saying it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> and the other one is Lauren. Uh, can't remember her last Lauren name. Lauren Cassell. I yeah, I couldn't remember her last name. Both of those I found really interesting. I found really is really it because they're girls? No, no. I just I, I think um, um, the writer. I, I can't remember her first name. I'm, I'm horrible with names. Kimberly um, Potts. Kimberly Potts, yeah. Uh, I thought Kimberly just, it, it was in, interesting insight, you mm-hmm. know, having somebody with as much knowledge as she is, she has um, on the show. And then um, Kim just seemed like she was such a fan of the show. Like, you could tell she genuinely enjoyed everything about this show. It's, it was you mean entertaining. Lauren? I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Kim again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Once you get that name in there, you can't get it out. Of Seriously, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lauren, yeah. Um, she seemed like she was such a genuine fan of the show. You know, for she sure, seemed like yeah. she really Damn enjoyed it. everything about it. Did you hear me just then? I said, for sure, for sure. I get it. <laughs> this is like a problem I've had. If you listen to these episodes, I'm constantly saying, for sure, for sure. Oh, for sure. For, well, oh, what it I is, is stop it. for those of you um, listening to this, uh, you know, don't do this if you're at work or in, you're in the car, but if you're at home, um, anytime you hear Tack say for sure, <laughs> or anytime you hear me say boom, then you take a drink. <laughs> take, they're going to be hammered before the next second break. <laughs> for sure. Boom. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Drinking you. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of funny because I had Kimberly Potts as the author, and then I had Lauren Purcell on, and then... I mean, you haven't heard it yet because the episode isn't out yet, but starting tomorrow, I have three women in a row. Oh, shit. I have Leslie Joe, comedian, uh, that was on, well, by now, listeners, it'll be last week. Right, so, right. I mean, not last week, it'll be two weeks ago. Ooh, I got to keep up with this timeline, but Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, that was like <clears throat> girl month. March was girl month, so... And then I had uh, John Goforth, which I guess I'll loop him in there as Girl Month as well. So, because hmm. <laughs> he's kind of a bitch. No, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I am excited for season two to get us going. I do have some ideas for new segments, which you and I have discussed. Is you know, come season two, it's not going to just be my show. Now it'll be Jimmy and I's show. So now I got a. Not really a boss, but now I got a partner I got to run shit by instead of like just doing shit whenever I want, whatever I want, whenever I want. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> Jimmy's going to come in and just take over the whole show. Like, okay, first of all, the synopsis thing, stupid. We're not doing yeah, that anymore. Dumb. Yeah. Second of all, the the whole for sure thing, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. <laughs> you will now say boom <laughs> anytime I say anything. That's and funny. you have to compliment me every two minutes. Exactly. So I'm like, um, oh, what the hell is that lady's name from Pretty Woman? Um, you know, yeah, her, fucking, yeah, it's like written in her contract. That Julia you have to Roberts, say yeah, it's like written in her contract. You gotta say she's beautiful, kind of like Marsha Brady. <laughs> oh man, all right, well, we'll probably talk more at the end of the episode, more about uh, what's coming up season two and when we're going to be coming back in season two, which cool. Jimmy, you and I actually haven't discussed yet. No, we so. haven't. This will be entertaining I meant for both to. of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. I'll t- I'm it's still my show, so I tell you when we're coming. <laughs> That's true. Right now, I got, I got the reins. <laughs> just kidding. No, just kidding. All right, so let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're really going to get into it and break this episode down because it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Welcome to the trailer for What the Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man. Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible, no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed. Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? You haven't? Well, lucky for you, we have, and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these, and bad movies deserve love, too. And boy, do we love watching them. So, please join us, your hosts, Chris and James, on What the Suck Podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad, good, good, bad, 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 so bad they are good, so good they are bad, so bad they are bad, and Gary Busey. <laughs> Found That's every- my best Busey. <laughs> Found- I don't know if that works, but it works for me. Found everywhere podcasts can be listened to. And we are back. Okay, so we got the Brady Bunch season one, episode twenty-five, entitled "Lost Locket, Found Locket." Uh, fast facts about the episode. This first aired on March 20th, 1970, written by Charles Hoffman and directed by Norman Abbott. And Jimmy, a little bit according to IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, the mailing label on Jan's package indicates that the address of the Brady residence is 4222 Clinton Way with no city name, thus keeping where the Bradys live a secret. I don't know if that's true or not, because they discussed it in the episode why it said just city yeah, I, I kind of did a little bit of research on that before, and I was wondering because New York State had a uh, had a state governor with the last name Clinton in the 1800s. So I thought maybe there would be an argument that they'd live in in New York, um, but I couldn't find a Clinton way. But as much references as they give to like the the Dodgers and Hollywood and how many famous people come to their house, I think it's <laughs> right. I think it's assumed they're in Los Angeles. Oh, I I think no, they're definitely in California. Well, yeah, I don't know yeah, about yeah. Like, I mean, plus maybe if you, just outside Los Angeles. Yeah, 
if you look at the the kind of plants that are in front of their house, like they got like palm yeah. trees and stuff. Like they, <laughs> they're either yeah. in Florida or California. They got to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I always if, assumed they they were in California. If Greg is Even a Dodgers a fan, then he they're probably in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, so and now they talk about this in this episode. So, have you ever heard of that where you just put city and then that's all you have to put means that it just was delivered in the city to, you know, sent out within that same city and delivered to the same city? No, but somebody once told me that if you're really cheap and you want to send somebody a card in the same city, just drop it in the mailbox without a stamp on it, but put their address as the return address. As the return sender, yeah. And then it'll they'll just send it to their house. Who was it that told you that? <laughs> I can't remember. I've never tried it, but I've been curious to. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say it was you. Because <laughs> I have heard that before. Yeah, right? We should try it. <clears throat> we should try it. Yeah. Or we should put try it in the mail right now. No, we should try this. Try to like, like drop something to your own address, but just put city on it instead of, you know, your city and, and, and state and just see if it comes hmm. back. Yeah, I feel like the mailman would be like, would probably walk up to the door and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> They'll walk up to the door and go, you watch the Brady Bunch, don't you? <laughs> like, yes, how did you guess? Season one, episode 25. Yeah. Last like it found like we say at the same time. That'd be funny. Last <clears throat> like it found like it. Like maybe somebody sent you a locket. Hmm. Ooh, maybe. Hmm. All right, so let's get into it. So we fade in. Jan is sitting in her room on her bed reading a comic book, it looks like. Uh, Alice walks in and drop drop off her laundry, drops off her laundry, and asks if she's going to be doing anything except goofing off on the Saturday. One thing, did, <laughs> did you notice that, like, okay, she comes in to, to put the laundry away, right? And yeah. Jan could not give two shits that Alice is putting her laundry away. Like, she don't even look up from the comic book. Fuck no. You know what I mean? She's like, thank you, maid. Like, she does not even <laughs> yeah. open the drawer. She doesn't do anything. She Her eyes do not come off of that comic book. Nope. And did you notice, <laughs> why the hell is she eating so much candy? They do that, like, through the whole episode. The what girls the hell? do. The girls, like, eat candy, like, through the whole episode. The bed is cut. The whole room is clean. <laughs> no. And, like, when you look at Jan's bed, it's, like, a dish that looks like she was eating something earlier that's still sitting there. I think there's a cup yeah. on the bed. There's a bunch of candy wrappers all over the bed. It's like, what the hell? Every other bed in the room is clean. Yeah. And the other two girls join in, too. They sit on her bed and they start eating the candy. It's the Jan can't bed candy that they just kind of, it's just always there. What the hell? Hey, Jane, can I get some of your bed candy? And it's not just like a tiny bowl of it. It's like a shit ton of it. <laughs> it looks like you just went trick-or-treating or something. Seriously, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, Jane says there's nothing else to do but goof off. And then Alice is like, you put your fucking laundry away. <laughs> <laughs> Alice leaves to continue to do more laundry. Just then, Carol comes in, bringing a small package, and says that the mailman just dropped it off, and it was for her. Jen lights up and is excited to receive a package. Carol says it's definitely for her, reading the name and address. Jan Brady, 4222 Clinton Way, City. It's so Jen weird says, the way she says city. She purposely <laughs> pauses city. like Almost like it was written down, but they told her as an afterthought not to say the name of the city. 
<laughs> yeah, I I thought I heard that too. I was like, what'd she just say? And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. she say. And I was like, well, the, well. Plus, I just got done writing like the IMDb thing, so I was like, did right. she literally just say city? Like that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to go back and watch that again. Yeah, I thought uh, that was so strange Jan's, the way she said that. The way she delivered the line. <laughs> yeah, so Jan says, that's me, all right. Jan opens up the package and reveals a locket. Jan says, oh, mom, it's beautiful. And then goes on to say, but there's no card inside. That's pretty strange. Nobody's sending, nobody's sending me a locket. Carol agrees. Jan says, it's a baffling mystery. <laughs> Something like that has never happened to me before. Carol has a look in her face as if she as if she seems worried, which was kind of a weird look. Like yeah. she, I couldn't figure out what her look was about. Like, and I was like, "Huh, something must be up," but there's not. It's like, <laughs> "Oh shit, somebody's showing attention to my middle daughter." <laughs> well, like if if somebody sent my daughter a locket because Jan is is about the same age as Caitlin, I think, in this. And um, yeah. if, if somebody sent Caitlin a locket, I'll tell you right now, she wouldn't give two shits about if there was a card in the box. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Kids don't think of that. Right. But the <laughs> first thing she would have done with it was open it to see what picture's in it. Right. And at no For point, sure. spoiler alert, in this entire episode, do they open this locket to see what picture's in it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't know. that have given a clue? Like, it could have been like, like it could have been like whoever sent this picture right, and they're yeah. going, ha, ah, you know, like smiling, go, it's from me, you know, with two thumbs pointing <laughs> at him. <you know? laughs> and then she's all like happy, like with it, like, why are you so happy? You don't even know what the hell's in it. Like so. <laughs> or who it's from or anything. Right, yeah. And yeah, she's like, was, Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And no, it's not. It looks fake as hell. It's not beautiful. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we now cut to the boys in their room with Mike. Greg has a magnifying glass out and is trying to do forensics detective work on the package to see <laughs> who could have possibly sent the locket to Jan. Because, you know, why would somebody do this? They're all wondering. After investigating, Greg concludes that it's impossible to figure out since stupid Jan ripped the packaging. Yeah, dumbass Otherwise, Jan. he'd be able to figure it all out with his magnifying glass, you know. So Greg seems disappointed that that didn't work. I meant and, to say Mike. Mike seemed disappointed. Oh. And once again, everybody's all worried about some stupid shit that happened in the house. <laughs> why, why, <laughs> yeah. why do they get so worked up about dumb things like this? Greg has a crush on somebody. Jan got sent him a locket and nobody gives a shit what's in it, but they all care about where it came from. Um, I guess it's a it's a nice simple life if this is the problems you have in the world. I guess. (laughs) Peter says uh, if something just says city on it, doesn't that mean that it's mailed from the same city? Mike says, "Attaboy, Peter! Now that's how to solve mysteries. Logic." (laughs) Bobby is uh, is watching Greg inspect some more and then asks, "Can I use the magnetizing glass?" Greg laughs and says, it's magnifying glass you fucking made. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Be my guest. <laughs> and Bobby takes the magnifying glass and looks at the package and says, wow, I just found something out. Everyone gets, gets closer and says, what? Bobby says, it makes everything look bigger. And then they all laugh. <laughs> well, one uh, thing that they didn't do that I was kind of hoping they would do. Is they didn't do the typical joke with a magnifying glass that they do every movie that has a magnifying glass, 
where they have it like on home like on uh, married um married wow like on honey i shrunk the kids where they hold the yeah. magnifying glass between the camera and like their mouth oh, or yeah. their eye and it makes it look really big like why didn't they do that <clears throat> like that's <laughs> such know. a corny gag and but it works every time yeah i don't know i think that gag didn't really get birthed until like the 80s because I, th- I feel like the 80s did it more yeah. than like the 70s I don't yeah know. Well, that could have been really funny here though and also like why is bobby so stupid <laughs> like, like, magnetizing he's, he's like cindy like he like um lauren made a good point last week she's like why does cindy act like she's like four and she's like she's like eight years old or something and she acts like she's still in diapers or something like why is she so stupid bobby's the same way he's a moron I know he's like he never he's never looked in a magnifying glass before. Even yeah. knows what it is. He's magnetizing like, what is that glass, thing? really? Like he doesn't magneti- like, Yeah, what? I don't understand this science you have. Right. He's like, oh, can I look in it? Sure. And then he's like, wow, look at this! Like, and it's like a new concept to him. <laughs> <laughs> like you never seen glasses before, or mag- microscope, or anything. Like Jesus, man. Yeah. Just then, Greg looks at it again more closely and comes up with a clue. He says, hey, the typewriter that typed this dropped its Y's three times in uh, in Brady, Way, and City. Mike adds that this is a very important clue. If we can find the typewriter that did it, which I doubt, then we'll know who sent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we jump to the girls in their room, and Marcia says to Jan, it's hard to find out who sent it to you. With all the skags of admirers you have, Cindy says, "Yeah, like Willie Daryl Wimple. Skags? He's a real skag." What the hell is By the way, this is the mo- I don't know. This is the point where they're all sitting on Jan's bed, eating all of her bed candy yeah. that she has. And then her mom, like in the first scene, Carol comes in and she doesn't say anything. Neither Alice nor Carol says anything about this girl sitting on her bed eating a shit ton of candy. Like, nobody says a word. Yeah, well. <laughs> Jan says that they are both just jealous. Jan goes on to say that she's going to be wearing uh, wearing it to the library later and asking if Marsha wants to go. Marsha says, sure. We might even run into Willie Darrell Wimple. Jan gets aggravated. What movie. I thought was funny was, <laughs> was Marsha starts teasing her at the very, very, very end of the scene. Yeah. She's... <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was so funny. She just goes, Willie sent the locket. <laughs> Willie sent <laughs> It was just funny. I don't know if that was on purpose, if it was written in the script or not, but she did. that was pretty funny the way she was teasing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so back in the boys' room, they decided to do more investigative work. And Bobby suggests that they use his fingerprint kit fingerprint kit and says, we can even send it to J. Edgar Hoovey. Actually, Peter said that. Send a movie. A fucking genius. Yep. Yeah. And Mike becomes the realist, like always, and says that even if they did get fingerprints on it, he doubts that J. Edgar Hoovey would take the time on this case. And Greg's like, Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Later, Carol and Mike are in Mike's den, and Mike is trying to get some work done. Meanwhile, Carol is just sitting in there with him drinking coffee. Like how how awkward is that? Why the hell is she in the back of the room? Why the hell is she even in there at all? A man's trying to do work. Well, I mean, I understand she if be... she's if she's like hanging out with him, 
because she doesn't feel like helping the maid do laundry or bake a cake or make a salad or whatever. But right. why is she in the back of the room? Like, she can't just grab the chair and sit next to him and just sit there and, like, BS with him while he's trying to work? I feel like she probably did at first, and he was like, honey, I need some space. Like, I'm trying to, like, draw schematics and shit. You know, I'm trying to... I got rulers out and pencils. And, and he can't be too you know, busy, because at the end of it, he throws the fucking pencil behind his back. That's <laughs> so. because he's frustrated with his woman. Yeah, don't, him, don't let him fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so, where was I? Um... Drink coffee. Oh, she's expe- inspecting the box in the locket. The locket came in and says, well, this box didn't come from an expensive store, God. but it sure came from somewhere. <laughs> Basically, she's saying, this lock is a piece of shit. Like, this thing's... <laughs> yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> this this is looks garbage. like a... This looks like a flea market, like, uh, purchase. You know, like, with the, the store you'd go to that's right next to the store that sells, like... The uh, dragon swords and ninja stars. Yeah, that's you know? like right next to the store that sells like dental utensils and pocket knives. Yeah, yeah. or or just down the ways from the flea market shop that sells like the mirrors with like Bugs Bunny in them. Yeah, that and the um, like the those those weird pictures that have the things that move back and forth in the background and make the picture look like it's moving. Yeah, that's that's right <laughs> oh, across. That's right I across know what you're from talking about candles. Yeah. Yeah, and just down the ways from the two older fat guys that are selling barbecue. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know right where it's at then. Yeah, okay. and that's that's right around the corner from the old, you know, leather cell phone cases for you know <laughs> cell phones that were out of date ten years ago. That right down from that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah. And just down the ways from where you can where you get like spaghetti and like batteries. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you got okay. it. Yeah. <clears throat> That's where you get your locket. That's where they right. probably got the locket from. But what's so. funny about it is what makes it funny, like in my opinion, is in the first scene, Jan was like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, I've never seen anything this beautiful, Mom. Like, this is the most incredible piece of jewelry that has ever existed in the world. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And in the very next scene, she's like, yeah, I think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Don't you think so, Mom? Like, totally. Yeah. yeah like, fucking. They didn't get that at the dirt mall at all. <laughs> they definitely didn't get it from the shop next to where you can get dragon swords <laughs> and ninja stars. That's what ninja stars. Okay. okay. So, anyway, so Carol says it didn't come from an expensive store, but it sure came from somewhere. And Mike just says, uh huh. As far as deductions go, I suppose that's a reasonable one. Like, that's such a really? dick thing to say. That's such a smart ass <laughs> thing to say. It's like, yep, you got it. Came from somewhere. That's genius. Right Fucking there. nailed it. God, yeah. you, are you using your woman brain or do you got a man brain over there? <laughs> He's like, that right there is why you're sitting in the back of the room. <laughs> Kiro continues continues. I wonder who forgot to enclose a card She thinks for a moment and slams the box closed And concludes Aunt Martha And walks over to Mike Mike says hey now there's an idea <laughs> Carol goes on to say She's always been especially fond of Jan And well you know how forgetful she is Mike laughs and says 
I'll never forget the time when she drove home in that black sedan and she didn't even realize it wasn't her own tan station wagon until she got home in the garage. <laughs> First of all, um, what? And I how love how, fuck? I mean, more power to him. I mean, he's trying to sell this joke so much. You know what I mean? Like he's like yeah. he's like laughing and shit when he's trying to deliver the line. He's like, remember, the, remember that time? And he's trying to like sell the joke when he's saying the line. But it, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. How do you drive home somebody else's car without the keys? Yeah, I don't know. But do, there was a time. This reminded me of a time <laughs> up in Illinois. I, I think you were with us. I can't remember what restaurant it was, but we were coming out of the restaurant and. um I happened to be parked next to a car that was the same color as mine. Yeah. And Amy was, my niece was younger, and she ran ahead to get in the car. Um, yeah. Because she wanted a certain side of the back seat. So she runs ahead and gets in the car, and I walk up and I unlock the car because my car was locked. And I realize that Amy's not in the car. So I look around, and she's, <laughs> she's sitting in the car next to mine, but it's not my car. I'm like, Amy, what are you doing? That's not my car. She's like, oh, my God. So she had been sitting in some stranger's car. Just thought that was funny. But that's it. That's, that's like as close as you can get. You can't, unless she hotwired it, you can't drive it home. <laughs> right. And uh, that, that similar thing happened to me once. Uh, right. I was taking, it was when I was in Indiana, so just a year later. Um, I was in Indiana, and I was taking my grandmother to the store. This is back when I was in high school. And uh, so we, we I took her to like some thrift shop or something. She went inside, got some stuff. She said, well, I got my stuff. I'm going to go wait in the car. I'm like, okay, I'll be out in a second. I come out and she's like sitting in the wrong car with all of her stuff on her lap. And I was like, oh my God. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Carol goes on uh, with more clues that it must be Aunt Martha. She says that she's going to call her. So Carol picks up the phone and calls her, asks her about the locket and struggles through the conversation because apparently Aunt Martha is either hard of hearing or forgetful or, or something. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what. She definitely needs to see somebody about it. Like she has some issues with something. She probably shouldn't be living alone. Right. That's what it sounds like. Well, see, like one thing I thought of in the scene, and I can't remember the director's name, but. You know, this is the, the final episode of the first season, right? Yeah. This would have been a perfect cameo for somebody. You know what I mean? Okay. They, could have, they could have easily had her, because she was already on the phone, right? They could have yeah. done a two-sided conversation. They could have filmed it somewhere else in the house from a weird angle, you know, with, with you know, Boca in the background, so you couldn't really tell where they were at, right? They could have easily yeah. shot a cameo of somebody else on the phone, and have it be a really funny caricature of Aunt Martha. Why did they not mm -hmm. do that? That would have been so entertaining. That would have been great to have that. Yeah, I suppose so. I agree with you. But maybe budgets? Maybe? Like, I was I looking know. forward to it when she was like, I'm going to call Aunt Martha. I'm like, cool, here we go. This is going to be awesome. And I'm like, they're not going to show Aunt Martha? Like, why would you not know, show Aunt Martha? Expecting, you're expecting some like comedic, eccentric, yeah. like funny, like old woman or something. Like yeah. hell, take the the lady that plays Carol and dress her up in old, an old lady outfit or something, and have her do a caricature <laughs> of it. anything. Like, 
I was disappointed. I'm like, how could you not show Aunt Martha? That'd be a great opportunity. It'd be easy to do. The other side of the conversation's already there. You just have to write the lines. Yeah. And I'm so thankful, by the way, when she was, because we only heard one side of the conversation, right? Right. And I'm so thankful they didn't do this stupid thing where it's like, what's that? Oh, you say you didn't send the lock? You know, they didn't do any of that, which was fantastic. Because you realize, you know, you can do a one-sided conversation and still get the gist of everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm glad that they were smart about that. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so there was also some talk in there on the conversation, something about, she's like, oh, no, uh, oh, you're in Alaska. And then she's like, (laughs) oh, you sent us a totem pole. No, we haven't gotten it yet, but... I guess we'll get it soon, you know. They should have done this thing that, that my mom and I'm sure your mom did trying to get off the phone where you think they're wrapping up the phone conversation but the other person <laughs> keeps saying something. Like, okay, well, we thought we just call about the logit. No, 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 the kids are fine. Yeah. Well, no, no, um, no, Mike's here at work. He's, you know, he's busy right now, but I'll let you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, next uh-huh. week, yeah, maybe we will get together next week. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay. They should have done that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> but no, the car's running fine. No, no, it wasn't our car. It was an extra neighbor's mom. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or it just keeps going like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. And then it's like, no, it wasn't like that at all. And then it's like another 40-minute conversation. You're like, damn it. Well, what is she upset about? <laughs> well, you don't need to go to that church anymore than Aunt Martha. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I think she's just jealous of you. I think it's all it is. They feel threatened by you. That's why. <laughs> so wear the bigger hat. That's what I would do. Like, no, Aunt Martha, I'm not saying you have to send something to Jan. I was just asking if you already did. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. But finally, after the long conversation, they discovered that the locket was not sent from Aunt Martha. But apparently she's sending a totem pole from Alaska, apparently. <laughs> So Carol says that if they could just find the typewriter that drops its Y's, they'd be able to find out who sent it. Yeah. Mike's like, you are a fucking stupid woman. Yeah, Didn't we Cap- already deduce this? Thank you, Captain no. Obvious. <laughs> well, if we could just figure out no. who sent it, then we'll know. Like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You That's... think? You think, genius? You think? <laughs> Did you figure that out when you were assisting Alice? Like, and now you make know a salad? why she doesn't have a job. Because <laughs> she's stupid. Sorry. <laughs> is this why you haven't worked in 20 years? Is this why? Exactly, yeah. Jeez. She's like, what do you mean, honey? <laughs> Nothing. Go stand behind me. <laughs> I just opened my mouth and out it came. <laughs> that's right, because you're special. <laughs> no, Jan's special. We are, we'll learn that later. Oh, that's right. Mike, yeah. laughs and say, <laughs> Mike laughs and says, well, finding a typewriter that drops its Y's is like finding a needle that drops its haystack. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... But in yeah. the in the spirit of you know complimenting <laughs> Robert Reed every episode, yeah, you know, he really does a good good job in this scene of acting like he's working. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. little tiny yeah. things, like like waiting to say his line until he's done drawing a line or something, or like inspecting something kind of close and it just kind of off the cuff, going, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, he does a really good job of acting like he's working. <clears throat> he does. He's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Later in the evening, we see Alice and Carol both sneaking into Mike's office at his work. I was like, what is happening here? As they sneak in and unlock his office door, Carol says to Alice, 
I think once we inspect his typewriter, we're going to find out that Mr. Brady is the one that sent the locket to Jan after all. Because <laughs> they have a trusting marriage. Sorry, guys. Yeah. They enter in, and Carol says how she can't wait to check out this typewriter. And Alice says that she'll do it because, you know, she, she likes typing. She's like, I'll, you know, she loads the paper <laughs> and starts to type out a fucking paragraph. Yeah. And yeah. then Carol's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just type a Y. Like, what are you? Is I will? Hold on, hold on. She types out a whole paragraph. And finally, <laughs> finally types a Y in the last word of this thing. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> Carol's just like, come on, Alice, the why, the why? I'll fucking fire you. And she's like, there. And she's like, what? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> she's Alice like, finally adds a why. I said I had an itch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, his typewriter is perfect. There's no dropped why, so it wasn't Mike. And the in this whole scene, I'm sitting there looking at it going, this is breaking and entering. Like, yeah. what the hell? Are they, like, she doesn't, she's not authorized. It would have been different if, and I had to stop and think, does Mike own his own architectural firm? But I was like, he doesn't. He works for somebody else. Yeah. So, like, she can't mm-hmm. go to his job, like, where I work. <laughs> right. You, that'd be like Megan taking my badge and just going in through my desk right. at work. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, I was watching this scene, too, thinking, because, you know, I was in security for years, yeah. and thinking, like, is there no security at this company? Like, exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe that wasn't a thing back then, but aha, just then, yes. a security officer walks in, and I was like, thank you, some realism, finally, and says, well, what do we have here? Uh-huh. Alice says, who, two surprised women? Security officer says, or two typewriter thieves. You got birds, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. She makes this weird sound at night sometimes. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, I only mentioned it because, um, well, it's annoying. No, I only mentioned it because <laughs> listeners can probably hear it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she says, "No, I see two typewriter thieves." Carol gets mad and has a look on her face. You know that? Do you know who my husband is? Kind of a look. You know. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy owns the company. Yeah, <laughs> Kerr goes on to tell the security officer that uh, she really has the keys to the building and the office. Right, and then this officer like did a good job. So he he, I was in security for years. Right, he knew exactly what I was like. You need to ask these questions, and then he did every time. <laughs> so. You know, the security officer asks, well, how did you get the key? And Carol says, it's a duplicate, and this is my husband's office, Mr. Michael Brady. Which, that's two. Th- that's another thing right there is, you can't duplicate them keys. <laughs> right. If they give I you a key to, to jump work, you can't like, go to Home Depot and make your own copy of it. Like, you can't do that. It says, which makes do me not copy too. right on it. Which makes me wonder, too, did Mike, like, duplicate this key? Like, maybe just as a backup for himself? And, uh-huh. and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I got I went to your work last night and security stopped me. And he'd be like, you did what? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I showed him I had a key. Like, what? And I told him it was a duplicate. And you've, I'm fucking fired. Like, exactly. are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. You know his boss went <laughs> up the next day, Mike, you know. <laughs> oh, wrong show. It's another show. <laughs> so she says it's a duplicate and uh the security officer continues does he know you're here and carol admits that no he doesn't you know where does your husband know where you are <laughs> mm-hmm. alice adds uh he thinks we're out buying a coat buying me a coat security officer now pulls out a pad and walks over to the phone carol asks what are you doing he says i have mr brady's home phone number and i'm going to give him a call and see if he knows anything about a dame masquerading as his wife dame 
a day. <laughs> this was made in 1940s, apparently, in that 1970s. But what's funny is if you watch when they're surprised by a security guard, like, I'm sorry, security officer, mm-hmm. Carol's mm-hmm. totally ready to throw Alice at him. Like, if you watch her, she grabs both of Alice's shoulders. Like she's about to shove her across the room. Like, here, take the maid. And she's going to take her, like, run for it. It's kind of just her body. Like, she's totally ready to, like, throw her. It's funny. Yeah. And it's kind of um, cool that, that Carol let Alice borrow one of her scarves. That's kind of neat, too. I didn't notice. Yeah, she, did, she didn't do the double Windsor, but she did the little cross knot thing where it comes around the neck and it's got the two little, like, like floofies off each side. Yeah, she did that one. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so Carol begs the security officer not not to call and then tries to explain the whole locket situation and why they're there. Security officer looks at him and says, you know what? I believe you. You'd have to be nuts to make up a story like that. And then he hangs up the phone and Carol and Alice smile and he I apparently lets him go. Now, because so. then he's like, speaking of nuts, I mean, he's got two women there. Like... That's begging him not to do something. What do you think happened? <laughs> no shit. It was like a dream come true for him. Yeah, right. He's Alice working the night like, shift Alice by is like, himself. I'll handle this. <laughs> Mr. Brady used to do this to me. I'll handle this. <laughs> and then the security officer goes, uh, well, maybe. But <laughs> How about you just watch? I, I want the blonde head lady. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or better yet, Alice, gonna... is, Alice is like... You know, Mrs. Brady, maybe we should make out. Like, no, for real, I really think we should make out. Like, come here. Like, he's not asking us to. No, I think we should. Come here. (laughs) Did you know she was like that? You know she was like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. Uh, I got to read this because I didn't type it right. I wrote, now we mic back. <laughs> Do you now turn into Mike like a, like, a like a Jerry Lewis Asian character? <laughs> now we might back. Uh, let's see. Now we're back in the den with Mike and Greg. Mike has a little red typewriter out, and Greg asks what he's doing. It's Mike kind of a says, neat "Typewriter." Well, I thought it was kind of cool. No, what you yeah. thought so too? I thought, yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. thought that was kind of neat. Like oh, that was pretty cool. It's kind of smaller. Yeah, it's and a like, really, really portable typewriter. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was like flat and kind yeah, of yeah. wide. It was kind of sexy looking. You know, <laughs> I don't know. As far as typewriters go, it was kind of neat. It's like like I, I bet figured, Tom Hanks like, has one of those. Sure. I bet he does. What? Yeah, you and Tom Hanks collects typewriters. Oh, no. He's I like a huge nerd about typewriters. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Uh, so, um, and uh, so Mike says, well, something I'm not proud of, <laughs> but with your mom out with Alice, I'm doing a little sleuthing here. Uh, you're the one that discovered the dropped Y, and I'm just seeing if your mother's typewriter dropped its Ys. Because once again, they have a trusting marriage. <laughs> yeah. And Greg says, oh, you think mom sent the locket to Jan? Mike says that he doesn't know anymore because that typewriter is perfect and no dropped wise. I don't know what he typed, but it was like a whole sentence. Like it was like. Greg had asked um, why he's typing the alphabet. Yeah, that's it. He's typing yeah. the whole alphabet. Because Shouldn't I make you a, just type like a well, one I make letter a and then a Y? I make a comment, like I wrote it down, like at the end of the scene, Greg picks up the papers and he's looking at it for an extended period. Like, why is Greg studying the alphabet? 
It's the alphabet. Like, why is he reading it? Like, why is he standing there reading it so long? He has to get to the Y. So you I have guess, to start yeah. A, B, C, D. <laughs> you say, damn it, Dad, you keep interrupting me. I'm trying to get through the alphabet. I need to see if the Y's right. Well, Greg, I get, God, I can't get past fucking J, can I? <laughs> I swear to God, it's like talking to Bobby or Peter. <laughs> or Mom. Yeah, or Alice. The, you know, I just don't know why. Like, is it a mechanical thing where you have to, like, type a few letters first to get that dropped Y? Or Maybe. I don't know the full mechanics of, like, a typewriter. I, it's been a long time since I used a typewriter. I mean, but he is an architect. He's by far the smartest person in the house. So He's an engineer. So exactly, I, I don't yeah. know. Hmm. All right. Uh-huh. So, where was I? Uh, but anyway, it's perfect and no job wise. Greg then asks, uh, well, don't you trust her? Which I thought this is, mm-hmm. these are fair questions. Thank you. you know, Mike, Mike says, of course I do. Greg then asks, well, don't you think she would just tell you? Mike mm-hmm. says, sure she would. Unless she had a logical reason not to. Greg asks, like what? Mike laughs and continues, Greg, to a female mind, anything is logical. What the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, they think nothing of making these, like, ridiculous jokes about girls, do they? (laughs) My God. Says this show. Seriously. (laughs) We do it constantly on this podcast. (laughs) Mike then packs up the typewriter and tells Greg to keep his little secret between them. Which, again, is messed up. Yeah, Greg agrees and says, I'm beginning to think we're never going to find out who sent the locket to Jan. Like, not only is he... Well, not only is he sneaking around behind his wife's back... But he's asking his son to lie for him, too. Yeah. Like, that's pretty and messed then, up. But Greg kind of gives him some shit. You know, he's yeah, like, exactly. so you did something fucked up, just yeah. so you know, Dad. And he's like, I know. So are you going to tell Mom about it? I will. After this all blows over, I'll tell her. Mm-hmm. She'll be okay. He's like, all right. Don't be a dick. Exactly. It's later in the evening, and Carol is in the bedroom, sitting in bed, reading. Mike comes in and says to Carol, so no luck with the coat, huh? Carol says, the coat? Uh-huh. The fuck are you talking about? That's can't you remember that's her own she's lies. so sore right now, she can't think straight. <laughs> she can't even keep her lie straight. Exactly. It's like in her blood. Her arms woman. are sore, her no. knees are hurting, you know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> sort of like rubbing, like she's like... She's like, the coat? What are you talking about? She's like, rubbing her <laughs> And her, like, her like, jaw, and like, ah. He's like, yeah, the coat for Alice. Carol oh, laughs oh, and yeah. says, oh, oh, the coat. No, we didn't find anything. Which, I gotta give props to Carol once again, or, you know, Flo. Because, like, she didn't go, oh, yeah, the coat. Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, didn't find it. You know, it wasn't that right, typical right, right. cheesiness. Yeah. She just like, oh, the coat. No, we didn't find anything. And she, very nonchalantly. She did it like a real liar. Yeah. Like a real liar. <laughs> she did it like someone that was really hiding something from her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did just like a woman can lie perfectly with no problem. <laughs> she did it like a dame. Dame, <laughs> and then uh, and then asks, uh, you know, 
Oh, and then Carol asked him, you know, so what went on today around the house? And Mike says, oh, nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) Carol then asks if there are any new leads on who sent the locket. Mike says no and reaches over to kiss her goodnight. Carol then says that she wants to finish the chapter in her book before laying down. Mike looks fucking annoyed as fuck. Right. Thank you. And he goes, oh. I guess okay, I'll read the fucking he, newspaper. Yeah, I know. He reaches over and grabs the paper. Like, well, I was like, damn. Like, I couldn't believe that they, that just stated. There was no point in that at all. Like, she could have easily just said, okay, good night, dear. And they shut the light off. And that's the end of the scene, right? That doesn't come back. Oh, you know but that she's scene like, continued after the camera stopped? You know it did. You know Carol was like, hmm, maybe instead of reading something, I should write something on my typewriter. Why was it moved, Mike? <laughs> like, you know that shit happened. You know it did. <laughs> but it's like I pictured the other way around like the camera's leaving and it's like are you done reading yet because you know some of us have to work tomorrow you exactly, know? Some, yeah. I'm glad you can get your reading done you couldn't do it in between your stories tomorrow when I'm at work and you gotta wake up early yeah. and bake a cake or make a salad or something but you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> next we see Jan laying in bed sleeping with the lights on apparently and she reaches up <laughs> to feel for her locket and wakes up and screams oh no oh no like repeatedly mike and kara hear this and they get out of bed and run to her room one thing that that i didn't think of until this scene was why is mike and carol dressed so warmly well if i remember correctly mike had on a blue pjs with the pants the shirt and then like a darker blue robe i think like i would be sweating my ass off and Carol was wearing like some kind of red velvet jumpsuit or something. Like, like how cold do they keep their AC? Like, what the heck? It's in California. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I just wear like basketball shorts like all the time. Seriously, like if this and was real life, day, Mike like... would be in a pair of boxers, and Carol would be wearing <laughs> right. like a t-shirt with underwear or something. Like that's oof, that's hot. That's such a hot look. By the way, that's sexy. <laughs> you talking about Mike or Carol? <laughs> Both of them. Fuck it. Oh, okay. All right, right on. <laughs> uh, so Carol asks, what's the matter, Jan? Jan says, my locket. Something woke me up, and I reached for it, and now it's gone. <laughs> Carol asks if she's sure she wore it to bed, and Jan says, yes, she's sure, and she worn it every night since she got it. Cindy adds, uh, it's gone, all right. Jan says, my beautiful little locket. And looks down in defeat. Mm. No card or return address gone as mysteriously as it came. Two (laughs) things. One is, she didn't even look. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're laying on your side and it's a locket, it's not going to be hanging at your chest if you're laying at your side. It's going to be up way the fuck up underneath your neck or something. You know what I mean? It's not going to be down where it's supposed to hang. That's the first thing. Second, she didn't once look under her pillow. She didn't look under the blankets. She didn't look any in her hair. She didn't look anywhere on the bed. She just immediately immediately freaks out and thinks that it got stolen or whatever. <laughs> and any like real parent would walk in the room and be like, "What the hell are you screaming about?" <laughs> no, like, you're gonna wake up all your brothers and sister over a piece of shit locket that probably got from the dirt mall. <laughs> like, why are you screaming? <laughs> right and he'd be like well I lost my locket and most parents would be like well fucking find it in the morning seriously like, what the hell bed. are you screaming about is somebody breaking into your room <laughs> and shut the hell up and go back to bed like what the hell <laughs> oh, god 
<laughs> and this is where we take our next break. So Janice received a locket from an unknown person, and they can't seem to figure out who sent it. Willie. And now the locket has mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> it's Willie Daryl Wimple, apparently. Yeah, Daryl. Uh, Dilly Winkle Winkle or... <laughs> Daryl. The only reason why I know it was Willie Daryl Wimple is because I was like, because you know, you have Apple TV, right? And yeah. you take like the remote and you talk into it and you're like, yeah. what did he just say? And it goes back and then shows you like the closed yeah. captioning. Mm-hmm. So that's how I knew it was like, Dar- Willie Daryl Wimple. I was like, all right. <laughs> so anyway, all right, we'll be back. fan of movies or comics or video games or just anything else nerdy well you should check out the zing Zing this podcast Podcast. and that's spelled z-e-n-g this and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions Mm mm-hmm Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcasts. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing, Zing this. this. And we're back. When we left off... Jan received a locket as a mysterious gift in the mail from an unknown sender. Mm-hmm. And now the locket has mysteriously disappeared in the night. This case file has just gotten thicker, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Indeed it did. Let's get back into it. Now we see the boys in their room discussing the case. Greg says, we got a real mystery on our hands, fellas. Peter adds, yeah. First the locket arrives, second it disappears. Greg asks for any suggestions. Bobby jumps up and says, I got one. And Greg's like, what? He's like, maybe somebody took it. And Greg's like, no shit. I'm like, really? Go sit down. <laughs> you know? He goes, well, of course, dumb, dumb. But who? Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Bobby retorts, I just had a suggestion. I don't know all that junk. Peter then asks, why don't we try solve it uh, just like the detectives do on TV? And Greg lights up and he's like, yeah, we'll round up all the characters and reenact the crime. You know, I, I remember because I've said on the show before that I, that my family was like the Brady Bunch with how many siblings I had and stuff. Yeah. And I remember there were so many nights where my dad and me and my brothers would sit in my room and try to figure out what happened to my sister's jewelry. <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Why do they care? They don't have better shit to do with their time than wonder what happened to their sister's shitty locket that came from the dirt mall. Like, <laughs> like if this was right, another this about- episode, like let's say there was an episode where they had like $5 and like Jan wanted to get a locket and like Peter wanted to get, I don't know, a baseball or whatever the hell they Ninja bought back stars. in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> you know the line would be said, well, who cares about some dumb locket? You know they would say that. Right. So why do they give such shit about this dumb locket now? Like who cares? Exactly. In reality, it would be like, have you guys seen your sister's locket? They'd be like, no. And Actually, be they'd be like, what as- locket? Because she never showed it to me. 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because nobody ever showed I think even if I had no idea what locket, I'd be like, no, because I have not seen a locket. So, therefore, I don't know where her locket would be. And why would I know anyway? It would be so funny if they added the scene on here where they come in. Craig, Peter, Bobby, have you seen my locket? Uh, no. Uh, what did it look like? Well, it was a gold locket shaped like a heart. What picture was in it? Uh, uh. Well, I don't know because uh-huh. I didn't I didn't look at it that hard enough. But but it meant a lot to me. Well, yeah, I can tell because you didn't look at the picture. All right. I know it meant a lot to you. You've had it for a whole forty eight hours. Exactly. So yeah. I can see how it destroyed your life. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, we see Greg, Mike, and Carol in the kitchen. Mike says to Greg, "A reenactment of what?" Greg says, "Of the crime, Dad." Mike asks, "What crime?" Greg says, "Whoever stole Jan's locket." Carol chimes in and says, we don't really even know if her locket was even stolen. Uh, Greg asks, what else could have happened to it? Everyone has looked everywhere for it. Mike adds, so you mean a reenactment of the events leading up to the crime? Greg says, yeah, I guess. Um, Carol says, but everyone was in bed that night. Greg informs them, not everyone, Mom. Mm-hmm. Mike looks looks a little intrigued and says, oh, no, what do you know that your mother and I don't? Greg says, well, Peter, Peter and I were just getting back from raiding the fridge <laughs> when we heard her scream. <laughs> Carol asks about the others. Greg continues, well, I think the others should let them speak for themselves. So you know what? There's a couple of things messed up about this. One is, okay. spoiler alert, you find out later on that Alice was in the adjacent room. It didn't say shit yeah. about the kids raiding their refrigerator. Newsflash, Alice kept something to herself. <laughs> <laughs> Two, they hear her sister screaming bloody murder, and all they can care yeah. about is their damn fried chicken. <laughs> like, really? They don't even bother to go in there and look and see. What, they're the closest ones. They're in the next room. They're in the next room? What well, because yeah, they share a bathroom. Well, oh, I... I pictured i thought you meant they were still down in the kitchen you know they heard him because he just he yeah, says they, they were just getting back from reading the refrigerator that's true yeah yeah so they should have been the first on the scene yeah what a dick <laughs> you give a shit about <laughs> your sister's crappy locket and where it came from but you don't care that she's screaming bloody murder <laughs> well i imagine i feel like the conversation went like oh no oh no and then like boys are like what the fuck is wrong with jan like I don't know. She probably fucking <laughs> lost a ring or some stupid like that. Like, but you know how dramatic she is. Another thing that's really funny that you got to do, and, and people at home, if you haven't watched it, you got to do this. In this scene at the very, very, very beginning, you have to pause it because Mike is making the funniest face when he drinks his coffee. And I don't know if they, like, put real coffee in it or if they forgot to put sugar in it. I don't know what his deal was, but he's making the funniest face. You can tell that shit is nasty. They probably sat there all day long when they were shooting, and he accidentally drank it for real or something. But he's making the funniest (laughs) face when he drinks it, though. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Next, we see Carol interrogating Cindy in her room. She says, Cindy, you were in bed sleeping when Jan found her locket missing, weren't you? Cindy says, no, Mommy, I wasn't. (laughs) She goes on to say that she was standing out in the hall because she says she thought she heard a noise like a mouse under her bed. Carol assures her that there has never been a mouse in the house. And after watching this scene, I'm convinced that I'm not going to say what my notes say because it's mean. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But she's stupid. Like she's, she's an idiot. (laughs) Like 
Like, I'm sorry, but she. What? Like, I, I agree with with Lauren from a couple of weeks ago. It, she, <laughs> Cindy's just dumb. She's just an idiot. Like, that's obviously her natural hair color. <laughs> yeah. Next, Carol is now interrogating Marsha. Marsha says she also was not asleep. Marsha says I was studying in my bed. Uh, the English test I had the next day. I'm not doing too good in English. Carol corrects her, thank God, and says, well, you're not doing well in English. Marcia says, see? Anyway, that's where I was when Jen yelped. <laughs> and why the hell are they making a bow? <laughs> they were making a bow, weren't they? <laughs> why? Like, that's the ugliest bow. It's huge. It's like three feet wide. Why the hell are they making a bow? What are they going to use that for? <laughs> no. And you can tell Marsha doesn't again, care. She's like, I only got like five lines in this whole episode. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what happened to her locker. Like, <laughs> it's just a fucking Jan episode. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's, I just picture it's like, uh, you know, they're like, okay, so we got a scene. It's going to have Carol and Marsha, and they can have this conversation, but they need to be doing something. And they're like, Sherwood Schwartz, what should they be doing? <laughs> I don't fucking know, like women's shit. I'm like, well, <laughs> like what? They're, they're making a fucking bow. Have them make a bow. That's or what something. they're doing. <laughs> they're making a bow. Where's my scotch? And it looks like a bow that like Cindy would make. And for some reason, Marsha, that's like what, like thirteen or fourteen, needs help from her mom to make a bow. So anyway, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we cut to Mike, where he's interrogating Bobby on the back porch. Bobby, by the way, I like how they. They use the entire house they in do. this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bobby says, uh, I know you thought I was asleep, Dad, but I wasn't. He goes on to say, I was brushing my teeth. Mike asks, at 10 o'clock at night? Bobby says, I forgot earlier, and teeth can't tell time. Shit, if he was a real parent, he'd be he'd be happy his kids were brushing their teeth at all. Right. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know what the big deal is about anything. Like, you weren't in bed. What were you doing? You know, I'd be like, well, what were you doing? I was brushing my teeth. Oh, that's cool. And that would have been the end of it for me. I wouldn't. For me, it would have been total opposite. Well, what were you doing at 10 o'clock at night brushing my teeth? Wow, you were you forgot you brushed your, you remembered you didn't brush your teeth and got up at 10 o'clock and did it? That is awesome. Good job. That'd be my reaction. Like, <laughs> right. That's yeah. badass that you remembered at 10 o'clock at night and got to brush your teeth. <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. So now we see Mike and Carol in the kitchen and say they have asked all the kids of their, on their whereabouts. And then did you notice what Carol did right here? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I looked at it. This is my second viewing of the episode, by the way. Sometimes I have to watch it a second time to really watch it and not take notes. So I was watching. And I was like, did she? And I went back and I was like, she did. She <laughs> she had like a tray. With apples, right? right? Just regular apples on a tray. And she poured sugar all over them. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is she doing? What's funny is, and I was going to make a joke saying, are you sure it was sugar and not salt? And I say that jokingly because when I was a kid, I remember my father eating apples with salt on it. I don't it know. It might have been the Maybe. 70s thing. It's very possible she could have been putting salt on it. I mean, but it was like a sugar bowl she was dipping a oh, spoon okay, in. Okay. Unless it was like a salt bowl, but maybe I've it was never like the, what are they, the Granny Smith apples that are kind of bitter. They were red, I think. Were they? So, I don't know. Hmm. That's strange. 
Uh, just then, Mike notices Alice and remembers he hasn't questioned her yet and says, mm-hmm. were you asleep when Jan's locket did its fade out? <clears throat> Which I thought that was a weird way to put it. Alice says, no, I wasn't asleep, Mr. Brady, and looks guilty as fuck. I know, and no, that's what's so funny I about it. <laughs> I, w- I was writing a letter. I was writing a letter to my sister in the family room. Yes. Alice, Alice noticed the looks she's getting from Mike and Carol. Mm. And she goes on to say, well, nobody else was there. I hope you don't mind. Like, how fucking, like, I mean, is this is awesome. a tight ship. A tight ship Mike runs in this well, house. Well, I mean, like, there, and there's an underlying tone to that. Like, Alice, what were you doing in the family room? <laughs> <laughs> we have the living room we got the garage we got outside what were you doing in the family room <laughs> that is so messed up that is so wrong she, let's see they threw that right back in her face yeah let's see so we have the family room which you were in but yet in the maids room you weren't in carol is there a problem here so according to HDTV, it's like a 6,000 square foot house or something like that. You got all that freaking room and she's in the one room that doesn't define her position in the house. The family Carol, room. Carol, remind me, is she family? She's, she's family? We have a maid room and we have a family room and you were in which one? Like... <laughs> And I'm not saying we're limiting you to the maid room. You have the kitchen and the utility room. (laughs) Hell, there's even the garage. Oh, man, that was awesome. (laughs) Anyway, she said she was writing a letter to her sister in the family room. And she goes, oh, I hope you don't mind. And Carol says, they don't mind at all. And Mike says, as long as you don't mind doing a repeat performance tonight. Alice looks puzzled. Mike laughs and explains to her about the reenactment they were suggested to do. Alice says it's kind of silly, and they watch too much. The kids, the boys, watch too much TV. Mm-hmm. Carol says it may seem silly, but at least they're trying to do something about it. Alice, oh, like, still, damn, still that was like a burn. <laughs> What's funny about Alice it is Alice now felt like shit twice in that conversation. What's funny about it is Mike has a line towards the end of this. And that line is on the dot, right? Because because well, Alice goes oh, 10 yeah. o'clock and he goes on the dot. But Carol puts something, it looks like a marshmallow or something in his mouth to eat. Oh, and yeah. In order to get the line out, he's got to yell it. <laughs> and it's just funny because <laughs> in the middle of the scene out of nowhere, Mike's like, on the dot. And he just yells it really loud to try to get the line out. It's just funny. <laughs> that cracked me up for some reason. I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <clears throat> So now everyone is preparing to do the reenactment just before 10 o'clock on the dot. The stage is set and everyone is where they need to be, um, where they were the night before. (laughs) And I noticed something else here in my second viewing of the episode. So we're cutting to the boys' room and they're getting ready to get in their positions. And the boys come in um, with apples, right? Right. And then Peter's like, hey, we're supposed to reenact just like last night. Last night we had chicken. And he's like, who cares? Like, you know, at least we get to eat again. But what I noticed there is when they first walked in the room, they each had one bite of the apple. Exactly. Right. And then the the next shot was Greg getting into bed. Right. And then all he had left was a core. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Like that's from fast apple eating. 
Well, nice mouth Mike, muscles. Well, two things that I noticed. One is Mike says groovy. <laughs> Did like, he? That's like the only time I think in the entire series that he says the term groovy. <laughs> like, why would that's such a weird thing for him to say? And it was said so off the cuff that I don't think it was written. I think that might have been just him ad libbing. Um, and another <laughs> thing is, is one of the kids say we get to eat again. Are they are they not yeah. allowed to eat? Like, are they only allowed to eat? Like, I don't know how you are in your house, but like, if my kids are hungry, by all means, go out and get something. To eat. I don't care what time it is, go get something to eat. <laughs> right. you know, when when you're growing up and your kids, you know, are, are, their bodies are changing and they're growing and stuff. There's times where you don't know why. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I'd forgot that I eat dinner sometimes. And I'd come out and go, Mom, when's dinner? She's like, we already ate. I'm like, are you kidding? And <laughs> like, damn, that sucks. I was really hungry. And so for them to say, we get to eat again? Like, that's kind of messed up. Like, <laughs> God, it's terrible. Now, there's a scene I didn't write in here, but it was like, just as Greg was getting into bed, right. you know, Bobby's in there brushing his teeth and like, just... Now, he's in the spot he's supposed to be in, you know, right, right, right. and Greg's like, get the fuck out of the bathroom and get in bed. <laughs> he's like, I'm brushing my teeth. Right. He's like, I don't give a fuck getting in bed. So he's like, oh, and he goes with like a mouthful of toothpaste. First of all, completely disgusting. Like, I was it just is, like yeah, I thought it was pretty through. gross, too, yeah. It was fucking gross. Right, and like, right. during my second viewing of the episode, I actually mm-hmm. fast forwarded it because yeah. I couldn't watch him talk right. with fucking toothpaste in his mouth anymore. Yeah. I was like gagging. It was disgusting. Anyway, <clears throat> so just then, everybody's in position, and just then, Jan starts to scream, but <laughs> not for the missing locket. Mike and Carol run in and ask what she's screaming about. Jan says, this time, it wasn't a screamy scream, it was a happy scream. <laughs> well, you know, I wear the the whistle around my neck instead of the locket, which I didn't know that, but apparently yeah. the whole house did. I, yeah, right I don't now. know anything about that. Uh, they say, yeah. Jane goes on, well, I completely forgot about the, the little bear. And Mike says, <laughs> the, the what? And uh, Jane continues, yeah. That night I lost my locket. All the stars were out. Jillions of them. Like tonight. Carol jumps in and went to the window to look out. Oh, wait. Carol jumps in. Oh, and she continues. And you went to the window to look out. And then she's like, and maybe the class broke and it fell off. Jen says, yes. And if it did... Then it might have just fallen off. So Jan runs to the window and looks down. Uh, and then she goes, and there it is. <laughs> and uh, she's starting to like hang out the window. Mike runs over and like grabbing her. And he reaches down to get it. Um, and then uh, the boys come running in and ask if they found it. Mike says, yes. And Alice adds that it's good news. It's good news. Aren't, aren't they on the second floor? <laughs> good news. Yeah. How the hell did they reach it? What do you mean? They're on the second floor. Well, no, it didn't fall to the ground. It fell on these vines that were growing oh. up the side of the house. Plus, it was like bushes from trees right there, too. And why the so. hell would she wear, like, is that like a rape whistle or something? Like, why the hell would she wear that to bed? <laughs> I guess she just, because she was so attached. To, she's so used to wearing a locket for so long oh, that it just felt okay. naked. She wanted to wear something else to make, to feel that close to her heart, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and How another you thing not is, realize that nobody says thanks to the boys. Like they're the reasons it was found. No, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's next here? Okay, so the next morning, we see Alice in the kitchen and Jan is eating cereal. Jan is eating cereal like on the bar that like separates the kitchen to the family <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah. 
Which is a weird place to sit. I don't know. Right. Just, you don't see people sitting there eating well, very often. Well, what's funny is but... we have one of those. We have one of those bar things that separate yeah. the kit. And we just recently bought <laughs> stools <laughs> to sit <laughs> yeah. there and eat. So it's kind of funny that you're saying that because we just recently bought <laughs> stools for that. Well, I don't I don't think it's weird to sit at a bar if you use it. But <laughs> like, well, I'm not saying it's that weird. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just, I just meant it's just, weird for the show. Like, that's all I meant. It's weird for them because you never see anybody sitting there. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's Well, what's like you weird. said, they're using every square inch of the house this episode for some reason. Well, New director, true. I think, you right? Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. directors, but yeah, I mean that's it's just not a spot where you normally see a scene shot, you know, unless they're yeah. like on the phone there, you know, or something like that. But so Jan says how happy she is to find the locket again. Jan says the reenactment worked. If I hadn't been looking for Little Bear, I might never have found it, which is a complete horseshit. That's not right. No, if, if she hadn't, hadn't come been up looking at idea, you wouldn't have found it. Right, but actually the true line should be, if I hadn't been looking at Little Bear, I might never have lost it. That's true, yeah. Not found it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Alice explains that she wants to explain a secret just between the two of them. Imagine that. Jen says, okay. (laughs) Shocking. Alice wants to keep a secret. Hmm. Yeah, secret with a child. Yeah. And Alice walks away and returns with a typewriter and has Jan type her name on it. Jan does so and realizes the typewriter drops its Ys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan says, you sent the locket. Why didn't you say so? No shit. <laughs> Very good question, Jan. Why did we go through all this shit? Exactly. You know, trying to figure <clears throat> out who. I mean, she even committed... Like breaking and entering with Carol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she could have just said, Why are we here? Oh, we're going to find out because we're going to figure out who drops the Y's. And we're going to. Fi- Why don't you just say, Fucking I sent her the fucking locket, okay? Jesus, can we go? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I still need a fucking jacket, a coat. <laughs> I need to buy a coat. <laughs> I'm glad we you did what you, you wanted want to do. You want me to wear this ugly ass white one for the rest of my life, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so she says, Why didn't you say so? Alice says, Well, that's what I want to explain to you and what I want to keep a secret. <laughs> you and Peter are the middle kids in the family, but he doesn't count because he's a fucking boy, exactly, which I was yeah, like, yeah. what? Which, you know, she kind of <clears throat> wants to be one, so it's kind of the same thing, but. Yeah. <clears throat> she goes on to explain that she herself is a middle sister like Jan. Alice goes on, every now and then I felt like I wasn't very special. I wasn't the oldest and I wasn't the youngest. You know what I mean? Jan says, Oh, I know what you mean. Alice goes on to say that the locket was given to her by her aunt. Jen gets up and hugs her and says, Oh, Alice, you're just too much. That's all. <laughs> Alice gets up and puts the type, which I thought was very awkward. Like, Jen's hugging her. Yeah. And Alice like is like, Okay, that's enough, Jan. Fucking get away from exactly, me. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, what? It was really <laughs> like she felt awkward. So Alice gets up, puts the type right away. Jan says... Alice, as long as I have this lo- have this locket, I'll always feel that I'm something special. Alice just fucking rolls her eyes and, like, and whispers like, "It's just fucking locket." You no. know what's? You <laughs> know what? I, you know what I was chuckling about in this? She didn't actually <laughs> say that. That was a joke. But you well, didn't respond to it as a joke, so I don't want people thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> what I was chuckling about this when I was watching it was, if this is in the house where I think it is, Jan yeah. is sitting technically <clears throat> in the family room. Yeah. And Alice is in the kitchen. And that's awesome. Because she got scolded <laughs> earlier. Because she got scolded earlier for being in the family room. <laughs> 
so that's why they're at this awkward location because she's not allowed in the family room. <laughs> that's the only way they can sit and have a conversation. I thought that was pretty Alice, funny. Alice, come give me a hug. Like, well, I'm, you come I, here. Yeah, you I, come I in the kitchen. Can't. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I got in trouble. And another thing that's funny is Myrtle's actually <clears throat> the name of one of my snakes. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I was like, Myrtle, right. hey, that's cool. Which Myr- Myrtle was the name of one of her sisters, which I didn't mention. Yeah. But it was also that, so. one of the name. Uh, it was a turtle that I had, Myrtle the turtle. Anyway, that's an, a tangent. I'm going off on tangents. But. And your wife would be upset if you didn't mention that's the name of somebody from Harry Potter as well, the ghost or whatever. Well, that's that's what my snake is named after. It's right, a, right, right. It's gotcha. the morph is an orange ghost, and you know Myrtle. Yeah. Honey Myrtle. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Mike and Carol are in the den. Mike is doing work, and Carol is actually dusting, and Jen comes running in. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you'll never guess what just arrived from Alaska. They both say in unison, a totem, a totem pole. pole. Yeah. yeah. Carol says, and I bet there wasn't a card attached. <laughs> Jen asks, how'd you know that? Mike says, with this family, who knows what to expect? Jan laughs and says, I just realized I'm the middle girl on the totem pole. And then they all laugh. Well, like, you kind of clued on it. Like, why the hell is Carol dusting? (laughs) Because, like, okay, well, here's how, if you really want me to break it down, this is probably what happened before the camera was rolling. And then so Mike's in there doing his work. Like, he's got deadlines and shit like that. And Carol walks in. What you doing, honey? And of course, he probably rolls her eye, rolls his eyes like, "I'm fucking working." Like, and she's like, "Oh, so like, aren't you glad that Jan like got a locket back?" Like, yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm fucking. Bi- if you're gonna be in here, then like, be productive. You know. And she's like, "Fine, I guess I'll fucking dust." You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- well, another thing is, if you notice towards the end, like she actually, okay, she's been dusting around this room, right? Yeah. And then she smacks her daughter with this nasty ass duster that she's just been dusting around. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Like, why the hell would she do that? Because you know that she's going to throw all the dust all back in the room again. It's true. It's and true. The, another thing is, in the spirit of like Aunt Marge or whatever her what her name was, why don't they show the totem pole? That yeah. could have been so Once funny again. to show the totem pole. <laughs> so yeah. And also, yeah, I think. Mi- go ahead, sorry. Oh, just saying they missed the mark on that one too. So I think Jan actually messed that lineup at the end. I think it was a legitimate fuck up. Yeah. So do I. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept it in because she did it. It was kind of adorable the way she fucked it up. So yeah. I think he just left it in. So yeah, because she says telephone instead of totem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Telephone pole <laughs> instead of totem. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, <clears throat> and plus. As far as, like, Carol, like, dusting and then, like, putting it on her daughter or whatever, I really don't think she was actually dusting in her. She's either Alice probably already dusted in her, so it didn't even need to be done, or B, she's just faking it anyway because, you know, Alice will get it later anyway, so. What if, what if really Carol's cakes and salads are fucking gross? I mean, like, what <laughs> if she just sucks at making them? And Carol and, and Alice was like, you know what would really help me, Mrs. Brady, is if you go and dust. Where do you want me to dust? Um, why don't you dust in your husband's office? It, it really <laughs> needs to be dusted all over the place. So I think maybe that's really what's going on. She's not very good at making stuff. 
And that's or she was in the kitchen with Alice going, aren't you glad that Jane got her locket back? Isn't that so <laughs> neat? And then she was like, uh-huh. But like, <laughs> I was reading this book the other day. Remember when we almost got caught by security last night? And like, Mike still doesn't know about that, by the way. And she's like, you know what? You know what you can do to help me? <laughs> Why don't you go dust in the den? <laughs> and then that's like a big joke between like Alice and Mike. They just like bop carol back and forth to each other as like a joke like and then later he's like that's pretty good he fucking sent her and me in the den when i'm trying to work it's pretty fucking well she's fucking bothering me in here when i'm trying to fucking clean (laughs) yeah i think maybe she should get a job like i think that's that's, so now we have three conspiracy theories one is that it's not really a conspiracy theory is that alice is a puppet master oh there's four alice is a puppet master alice and mike brady had something going on before he met carol before he broke it off with Alice. Right. Right. Now we have that Carol is really just very lonely and talks your ear off when you're alone with her. And four is that she's not a very good cook. She's actually pretty disgusting as a cook because she puts like sugar on apples and weird stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I imagine when they first got married, they probably intended on Carol cooking everything. And the first meal, they were like, Dad, I kind of miss Alice and that's why Alice, that's the real reason Alice works there that explains yeah the, I mean that explains the question because that we always ask why does she need a maid if she doesn't have a job why because she sucks at cooking right. because she's nasty yeah for sure damn it I said it again boom I've been doing good this whole episode <laughs> I just said yeah boom, there was dude. even that yeah <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose no 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 so there was even the episode where Alice tries to leave. She's like, you guys don't need me anymore. You got yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Carol now. And right. and then Mike's like, no, no, really? You don't have to go. Please mm-hmm. don't fucking go, you know? And then, yeah. no, she's like family. We need to keep her here, you know? Yeah. And actually, I just had did an episode <laughs> that's not released yet. No, I'm just laughing because you're like, she's like family. We have to keep, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing in the family room? Get the fuck out of the family room. You're not family. <laughs> so anyways, she's like family. We have Mr. to keep her. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brady, you just said I was family. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said anyway, you were like family. So, Hello. <laughs> is that like the family room? You're no, also that like is the, the family maid. room. Go in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so an episode I just recorded that has not been released yet with John Goforth and his wife Stacy. Uh, we uncovered another conspiracy theory really? in that episode. Wow, nice. Yeah, so listen for that one. It's a new one. Nice, interesting. <laughs> so, it's really like an add-on to one that we already had. Okay, all right, so. good, good, good. <laughs> and you also brought up something else that was kind of funny. Well, you know you can mention it because by now everybody's already heard it. Oh, that's true. So, well, <laughs> so he mentions like in the beginning, he goes, uh, can I say something about, because like he, the only episode he's ever watched is the one I made him watch. And uh, he's like, can I say something about the opening song? I was like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most people don't comment about the opening song. Right. And uh, he's like, so in the, in the song, they said um, it was much more than a hunch. He's like, I would fucking hope it is. And you're, you're taking on <laughs> a wife and three more children. Right, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a big hunch but anywho, to gamble on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that's the end of the episode. Nice. Yeah. That was fun. Talk to you later. It was fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was your last time being a guest, Jimmy Klein. That was, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Jimmy and I were talking, and I think now we're going to take a little break on this podcast to kind of so get some be things right together back. for oh. season two. Oh. We'll be right back. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, take a hiatus break. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking, I think the day we came up with is coming back on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, okay. so, so Monday, May the 4th, I think will be first episode released on season two, episode one. Does that sound good, Jimmy? That sounds good. I, I was thinking about that time. That's good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Make sure uh, you look out for that. So, sorry, you know, take a little break. Uh, go stretch your legs. Uh, get this. Hopefully, uh, our the world will be different by then. That's Watch all I'm going to say about one. it. Huh? I got two things of homework for people. Two things of homework. Well, I guess three oh, things. Okay, they got homework. Three things of homework. Let's say three things. One is okay. watch season one. Right? Watch season yeah. one. We have an Instagram page, you know, comment on the Instagram page and, and just kind of talk about, you know, what you liked about it. If you agreed with us, if you didn't agree with us, you know, go on the Facebook page, start a conversation, be like, Hey tech, I think you're kind of full of crap. I didn't think it was like this. I think Alice is a really nice person. She's not gay or whatever. Um, <laughs> the second, the second thing is, um, we'd really like to get somebody on the show that's, uh, been intimately involved with the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And, um, and you had a guest on the show, Lauren, that kind of alluded to Christopher Knight being the most "quote unquote" down to earth. You know, like he's really normal. That was Kimberly guy. Potts. Was it Kimberly, was Kimberly Potts? Potts? I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. And so, what I've been trying to do is, I've been trying to reach out, just kind of like comment on some of his stuff, and just kind of, you know, he's responded to a couple of the comments that I've made on his Instagram page. But yeah, if any of the people at home would like to hear um, a Christopher Knight on the show. And B on a specific episode. Um, yeah, I feel free to reach out to us, but feel free to reach out to him. Like I'm, I'm not trying to, to, I'm not saying like you know snowballing with a bunch of comments and stuff. I'm not saying like <laughs> yeah. you know don't by all means don't be mean about it. But you know maybe comment on his Instagram, follow him on Instagram, and, and comment and say hey you know you should consider doing an episode of you know very Brady podcast. And if he sees enough people um, making that comment. Because it's got to be in his best interest to do it. You know, it's more of a benefit for us than it is for him, kind of, I would say, at this point. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that something like this would interest him in the same way it interested uh, Kim Potts, you know, because they, they like the show. Yeah. And he seems to like the show, you know, not just because he was in it, but it's a big part of his life. And, you know, a show like mm -hmm. this, and we make fun of the show, and we make some fun of the Brady Bunch, and, you know, um, but we do appreciate it. And like you say in the opening... You know, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, and um, hopefully he sees that for what it is, you know, and that it's all in good fun and stuff like that. So in a nutshell, uh, if you'd like to hear him on the show, uh, you know, give him a friendly, you know, reach out and and just say, you know, it might be kind of neat if he did a very Brady podcast, you know, if yeah. he hears it from enough so people, can... you know, then maybe he'll, he'll see that it's worth it, you know? Yeah. On Instagram, he is uh, the real Christopher Knight. Yes, on Instagram, yes. hit him up and you can tag us. And uh, we are a uh, very Brady podcast on Instagram. Right. So you can like hit him up, tag us with it, you know, 
That'd be good. Hopefully he'll see that and be like, maybe I should check this out, <laughs> you know, right. if he hasn't already. So Yeah, he may have. I don't know. And also, you know, if he's listening, uh, you know, Mr. Knight, I'm going to call you out of respect. Um, if you'd like to reach out and do the show, great. If you'd like to just drop a line to the show, you can more than welcome to do that, too. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to do the show and you um, um, that's totally fine, too. Feel free to drop us a line. We won't put it on the air. We won't say yes or no. We won't let on that you dropped us a line. If you just want us to drop the whole thing, we will kind of thing. Um, <laughs> just let us know either way. Don't be so negative, Jimmy. This is a great podcast and he would be a fantastic guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I just, I forgot you were on my phone right now and I just closed it all up like, well, oh, don't my phone. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, cool. Yeah, so you guys got homework. We got homework because we're going to do everything we can to make season two amazing. Mm-hmm. Maybe adding some segments, some new segments, adding Jimmy Klein, and maybe even a correspondence reporter, maybe. I don't That'd know. We're going to talk still. That would yeah. be fun, yeah. One qu- do they have any cor- – do they have any – do they make reference to any reporters on the show? I don't think so. Except for there was a reporter that came out to the house – when Peter like was a hero, but that's okay. about it. That might be interesting to work that into the uh, the segment. <laughs> hmm. Like if they're from a certain newspaper, it'd be like, here's so and so from you know such such a newspaper. You know, I think it was called the Daily Chronicle. I think was the name so of the paper. That's what we should call the segment, the Daily Chronicle. Ooh, nice! Isn't that great? Nice. I, I just opened my mouth and out it came. <laughs> <laughs> or they should call it like it's referred to in here, City paper there you go city paper yeah <laughs> all right well uh, i guess uh listeners that's the end of season one and uh, i will miss you all and i love you all <laughs> and uh, we'll see you back here on may 4th monday may 4th brand new season brand new show but still the show that you love will be the same so <laughs> Uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Jimmy. Well, I appreciate it, man. And uh, thanks for doing this. And I will see you next season full time. No Heck more of the yes. part time shit. Heck yes. All right, man. I'll see you later. Hey, I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryBradyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804-446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there. Get on the conversation, post memes, I don't care, just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. 
Until then, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.